Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Hell by Sex Did My Bosters. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Usually, when Jordan isn't in a castle, this is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. But things aren't usual at the moment. As if 2020 couldn't get any weirder, Jordan North is now the nation's sweetheart, appearing every night on ITV Prime Time. Throughout his journey, I'll be with you daily with a special podcast to keep you up to date with everything our northern friend gets up to. You should know by now that I'm William Hansen, an etiquette coach by day. I'm more Windsor Castle. Jordan's more Castle. I think I got that correct. We probably should sort out those Welsh lessons fairly fairly pronto. Um, last night's trial, undertaken by Mo Farah, was Fort Locks, where the athlete reached into dark chambers, feeling around, seeing what he pulled out. In many ways, life is like that task. You reach into the distance, hoping you retrieve something cute and cuddly. But sometimes, as Samo found out, life is not kind and you find yourselves grasping in a hellhole, suddenly attached to a pale, hairless, red-eyed creature no one really wants to spend time with. Which reminds me, Hello, producer Ben. <laughs> Hi, guys. Oh, you're such a good sport. Still smiling through it somehow. Yes, through gritted teeth. Um, how was your picky tea Friday that you did on social media? Yeah, last night, first ever picky tea as a grown adult. And I mean, it's quite stressful putting together a picky tea. I consider myself a fairly decent cook. Not that I don't, I don't think, I don't think I cooked anything with my figgy tea, um, <laughs> but it, it's there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of there's a lot going on, um, but it was nice. I did have a stomach ache for about ten minutes, um, and I was worried <laughs> that that was going to floor me for the rest of the evening, but it didn't. I got through that, um, and yeah, I mean, I po- I posted pictures of the journey on social media. I stayed social, 
I mean, you've got a mixed response. Some people saying apparently Camembert is posh, which... No. I didn't know. Um, and you pointed out on the Instagram post that literally nothing is green, which is the point. Beige is beautiful, <laughs> to quote Jordan North, of course. Um, yeah, lots of lots of great comments. So I mean, the, the funniest thing about the whole thing, I posted the Piggy on Instagram, at Sex My Boss, if you want to, to go see it, is that... A lot of people commented, assuming that it was your picky day. I know, and this had turkey dinosaurs. <laughs> it had it had potato unicorns, which I was, maybe, maybe you would get potato unicorns. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's yeah, but I mean, as, as I commented when when a few, I, I was sort of looking at it and I thought I thought I'm not going to engage in, in this in this level of, of poor diet, uh, but then I felt compelled. I w- if I was doing mayonnaise, I wouldn't put it just in a plastic squeezy bottle. I'd decant it. And it would be from a glass jar in the in the first place, potentially homemade. As if people, I mean, how do they listen to this podcast? Do they really think that that would be what I did? I, I mean, so I'm sorry. I mean, I, I I was pretty happy with how it looked, to be honest. I think there was there was lots of variety. Mm. Um, that we we did put olives out as sort of one of the, one of the few. Are they a vegetable or a fruit? I have no idea what an olive is. But uh, they've got a stone, so that I think means they're a fruit. Yeah. Well, the olives went into the little pot. And then at the end of the meal, they went back out of the pot and back <laughs> into the jar because they had not been touched. Um, something you didn't touch that you did buy, you did buy some shit-take mushrooms. I did. Thank you for the reminder. And I literally hate mushrooms, but I just did it for likes. So that, that sums me up. <laughs> that does. If a few people are saying, oh, it's nice to hear Ben Ben talk. Obviously, they're ex-friends. And, and they say, what's, what's it's, you know, what actually, what's Ben's character? That sums it up. He, he, What's, who's the real producer, Ben? He's, he's just done, he just does everything for likes. He's the producer, it goes to my shiitake mushrooms. Uh, anyway, coming up later, I'll be chatting to the first ever King of the Jungle and former Radio 1 presenter, Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn. Tony worked a full five days a week on Radio 1, which I'm sure is a source of deep jealousy to Jordan. Just keep it up. You've overcome all your fears. You're getting on well with people. And you're well on the way to that crown and king of the castle. All right, let's uh, let's get our glasses. Let's raise whatever we're drinking. I've got a lovely gin and a bonnet. Oh, you've got a pre-mixed one back again, Ben. Found one in the back of the fridge. And I thought I'd treat myself. How big's your fridge? Massive. You should see how many mushrooms I've got in there. So we shall uh, raise our glasses to turkey, dinosaurs, chips and beans. What we call... A picky tea. It's a picky tea. Oh, lovely. Um, right, uh, I need to go and redecorate the, the next door bedroom. So I think that gives you time to talk about the competition. Yeah, we've had two winners of the of the hashtag Get Behind Jordan competition. They have won two premixed cocktails, one of which... No, I'm holding one right now, but not you don't win the one I'm holding. And then they've won two other cocktails... I believe they've ordered them, so they're going to the winners already. It's that quick. Uh, and all you have to do to enter the competition is retweet the tweet that is on our Twitter feed, at Boss. Right now, if you're listening to it, probably, because it goes out at 8am every day throughout Jordan's time in the in the castle. Um, and yeah, the, the bottles are supplied by www.thebottledbartender.co.uk. So if you, if you don't fancy your chances, you can go and buy them. William, I have to read out the terms and conditions. Stop laughing. Do you want me to... Is the is the fact you put the www dot because no one does that? I should start saying forward slash because that's what they used to say. Http. Yes. Colon. 
Now I've lost where I am. I'm going to have to start again. No, I'm joking. I'm sorry. We, we... I'm sorry. I'm just going to... I'm going to... Should I turn my camera off? No, it's fine. We know how it works. I think I've said everything I need to say. Um, just go onto the Twitter feed and retweet and you, you'll be entered into the competition. Good. <laughs> right, we'll crash on. Um, at, the, at the top of the show last night, they were teasing that there were going to be royal revelations. Now... Uh, I, I think I mentioned in this uh, podcast before that Ruthie Henshaw uh, used to date, and now it's now it's completely official, Prince Edward, who has latterly become the Earl of Wessex, the Queen's youngest child and youngest son. Of course. Um, I don't know about you, but I felt I felt like I'd just done a bush took a trial uh, watching that. I felt a bit icky. I felt I don't really think you should be saying this on ITV, but. The thing is, the royal family means something to you that I guess for a lot of other people, maybe it's not on the same the same level. I don't know. For for me, it was quite exciting to hear her talking about... I mean, Diana was mentioned. I think Charles was probably mentioned. I can't remember who. All of the royal family, they're all mentioned. They, they don't mean as much to me, but it was pretty interesting. Hmm. But I, it's quite funny how she sort of mentioned it to Shane as if it was like a playground thing. And it was just, she's walking mm-hmm. by... Oh, you you sang it, you sang it, Buckingham Palace. I slept there, and it's like, all right, you clearly want it. You've got a story that you want to share. Get it over with. Stop being attention seeking. Um, we uh, got our first little uh, glance of Jordan, still in his trusty scarf, that p- potentially hasn't even taken off since since they were given it a few nights ago, and then again last night's um, kiosk Cledwin coin challenge thing. Don't really understand that format and find them a little bit tedious uh, at points. Um, was was what percentage of British adults are reluctant to tell their age? Well, it's almost as if they know who one of those campmates are. And uh, was it at ten percent? Was the correct answer? Was it eleven percent and twenty two percent? And eleven percent was the correct answer. I mean, yes. I... And within that eleven percent, we all know is Jordan North. Yeah, I tweeted if the survey if the survey was for one person, then that answer would have been a hundred percent. Unfortunately, it's probably a few more people involved. And then we had another public vote. Uh, this time, not for a trial. Uh, this time, it was to vote who was the biggest camp leader. Uh, my vote has always been Margaret Thatcher. Uh, she was quite camp, but uh, I voted. I did vote once for Jordan, but I also voted for Ruthie. What? Which I'm not sure what? why I did that after I know oh I don't I don't God. I've said it. What? You voted You've just moaned about Ruthie and you've given her the leadership. Well, I appreciate that, and I think actually thinking about it, I had had a, I don't appreciate it. I'd had a very strong gin and de bonnet, and then another gin and tonic, and I think I wasn't thinking. Oh my this is gonna send the hashtag get behind Jordan campaign into disarray. Look, I, I love Jordan to pieces, but I don't really think he's a leader. But he, he is Camp, camp Young Jordan, Camp he's Leader. He's the sort of person that needs to be it, led. It's entertaining. That's why it's entertaining, William. <laughs> Hashtag get behind Jordan. Who cares about the actual logic of it? If, That's not what we're here for. If, if Jordan was in charge, they would all turn up late to their Bush Tucker trials. Uh, their, their microphones, they would have problems with their microphones. He'd have to adjust their microphones for a good 10 minutes. It, it just still be my fault. Yeah, <laughs> it it would go to pot. Exactly, and that's good. That's what we want. That's why we're here. Um, I well, can I should I see if G&D I can still Divas. vote? I feel no, bad. No, you can't now. still vote. You voted. It's done. Oh, the app's crashed. Well, sorry. Oh, there we go. That's lucky, isn't it? 
Four mm. years now we're going to have to wait for the next leader. <laughs> Um, now, this is the first uh, trial. We had we had two trials this evening that didn't involve Jordan. Uh, first one that he sort of was, was exempt from doing. The, the public did not vote for him. Uh, Mo Farah did it instead, and it was hellholes, where basically, for those that didn't see it, it's where uh, the athlete had to stick his hand in certain holes, retrieve a key, then uh, unlock little vault things, and then stick his hand in that to get a star, and as many stars as he got... Uh, they got meals and he had to sort of reach around in pig guts, fish guts, offal, crickets, water dragons, pigeons. Maybe not, you know, irritating, but maybe not quite as... Uh, again, that, that I, I felt that was a little Welsh touch uh, coming through. Maybe Maybe less sexy. And, of course, the biggest one that he had to stick his hand in was rats. Yeah, squeaky little furry rats. And lots of people very kindly were asking on Twitter how I was. Lots of people that I know started texting me saying, oh, how, how have you been? You right? You on the floor? People are concerned about you, William. And I'm happy to report I was absolutely fine. Thank you. Phobiagon.com does what it says on the tin. <laughs> um, I don't... I mean, I don't look at them and go, oh, I want to pick one up and cuddle one and have them as a pet... I look at them and think, ugh. But as as Paul will say, my hypnotherapist, that is a fairly normal standard reaction, and and that's completely acceptable to have. You know, you. But I don't feel like I need to sort of dive behind a a cushion and and never emerge until you know Miss Marple's back on the TV or anything, which is sort of what was happening before. So you weren't making Mo Farah noises. I wasn't no, because they were they were some noises that were coming out of that Olympic gold medalist Sir Mo Farah's mouth. I feel with Mo Farah, he only got nine out of 12. I mean, Jordan got more than him. Amazing. But sort of Mo's in a hard position because he's sort of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't because he's Sir Mo Farah, CBE. So sort of people are probably expecting him to do brilliantly well because he's apparently a superhero. So he's got that level of expectation. But then if he doesn't meet that level of expectation, it's, oh, what a disappointment. So I, I feel that he was in a hard place. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think nine is probably good enough. Like, that's a decent level, to be honest. I, I mean, I did make a, a few jokes about it on Twitter. And then I remembered that he was Sir Mo Farron and he did, I did make a joke about him having four gold medals and Jordan North <laughs> having 12 gold stars. And apparently the 12 gold, gold stars meant more to me in that moment. And I probably regret tweeting that. <laughs> but in the moment, I was... Were you, were you trolled? I wasn't trolled. Everyone was with me on that journey on Twitter. Everyone, they're, they're, we're all here. Hashtag get behind Jordan. The only person that's not with us is you, apparently. <laughs> I feel really bad. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, you and me both. Oh, by the way, we should just... Uh, complete side note. Um, I spoke to my parents mm-hmm. and they watched the... Uh, they, they, didn't, they, they normally don't watch I'm a Celebrity when it goes out. They watch it the day, the day later. They, uh, they go to bed, you know, head. Um, they... Watch Jordan with the shiitake mushrooms, and apparently my father fell off the sofa laughing. <laughs> well, we know what needs to be on the menu next time we go to Bristol and stay over your parents. Remind them. Yeah, but you'd hate it, because you, you hate mushrooms. Anything for likes, and that will get likes. Okay, fair enough. Um, what Mo won, uh, the, the bush tucker, was cuttlefish. Again, disgusting. I hate fish, but actually they all seem to like it and, and rave about it and say it was very tasty. And then Anton Deck announced that there was going to be a live trial. This was our first live trial of the series. And I'm sure, Ben, 
the moment they showed the set for the live trial, it seemed a little bit familiar. Very familiar. I mean, they've obviously seen the same guy as us, or they've just nicked what we use for our live tour. Those red plush chairs. Sort of seated, seated just, you know, tasteful, tasteful distance apart. And uh, yeah, they just needed a little uh, copper bucket at the foot of the foot of the stage for people to put their questions in, and and that was that was sort of it. Um, so that that was a lovely compliment that they've uh, stolen our tour set. We'll have to get a different set for our tour next year now. Yes, I, I, what I'll do as well because some people obviously didn't go to our live tour. Um, I will I will Instagram a picture of William and Jordan in a very well Jordan in a compromised position um, on stage and. Anton Deck on the next picture, and you'll be able to compare um, and just ignore, ag- just ignore the fact that Jordan is literally being held on the floor by William. That's not the important part. The important part is the chair behind them. Exactly. Um, now everyone got to go on this trial round one. Though uh, it was boys versus girls, lords versus ladies. Uh, Jordan and Shane were up on the terror troughs, and what they had to do is basically shove their head into this trough of slime, which had awful. There was a lot of awful. Uh, on the show uh, last night and sort of grab out these gold coins with their mouths and then stick them into a into a bucket or is it bouquet I always forget um, and that was what they had to do and they seemed they seemed to do that very well actually they won the girls only got a few uh, well I said they got two boys got three so immediately they were in the lead I mean the liquid in the trough did look like a green hulk so I, I think Jordan <laughs> probably in his element he's thinking this is just a Foster's and a bit of blue WKD poured into it. I'm fine. For for me as well, looking at it from where I was sitting, it looked nicer than some of the elements of my picky tea. So everyone's a winner. Then there were all sorts of other sort of trials that, that people had to go through. Vernon and Victoria Derbyshire had to lie down in these cages whilst they just poured cockroaches and, and maggots on them and they had to spin off these discs. Uh, and then we got to another rat trial. So my hypnotherapy was really tested last night. Uh, and actually, I, I mean, I would have gone to pieces. The old William. I don't think the new William would, would have loved what happened, but the old William just... I would, have, I would have gone into cardiac arrest, I think, had I actually had to go through that, where AJ and Jessica, and I felt so sorry for Jessica in particular because you could see she was hating it, were in stocks and their head were in this box where full of rats and naked rats, which is now I know what is the technical term for those awful white things with red eyes uh, that you've <laughs> the seen. The technical term? Well, you know, the, the sort of... The species. The National Geographic term. Yeah, the yes. species. Uh, rather than those awful things. Uh, and, and again, they had to spin off these things. At the end of the day, um, the, the lords, the boys, they won, and they are being treated uh, to a royal banquet that they are, they're being told. I'll be the judge as to, to how royal that banquet was when we, we see what it is. Ooh, etiquette lesson to come. That sounds exciting. It won't, it won't really be a royal banquet. And based, based on the sort of the... Oh, they'll be eating swan. I mean, they won't be eating swan because I think that's highly legal. But that they'll sort of be going down a sort of a medieval uh, route and it'll be on trestle tables and uh, sort of a pig's head or something like that. It's not, you know, it's not going to be the 1953 coronation goblets, let's put it that way. <laughs> but will they say medieval right? That's the important thing. That's all that matters. Uh, as long as they get the pronunciation right. Uh, that's all I care about. There's more cracking castle chat in a moment, but please make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you get our daily episodes when you wake up tomorrow. We really want your help to spread the word about Sex Did My Boss, so share the love on socials and use the hashtag GetBehindJordan. Well, 
the old adage goes, there's nothing like a good joke. So to prove that point, what follows is nothing like a good joke. A dog was drowning in a pond, right? And luckily, this German fellow walked past and pulled it from the water and tried to save it. I asked the man, I said, are you a vet? And the German fellow said, am I vet? I'm fucking sucking. When we come back, I'll be chatting to... Tony Now, if Radio 1 still sounded like that, I might listen to it a bit more often. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavour for your neighbour. Peering over the fence when things have got tense. With the most outrageous tales of your next door fails. The time has come for you to listen to... Score Next Door. My name's Rich Williams. And I'm Emma Jones. Score Next Door is our brand new podcast. And we think you're going to love it. Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours. There's a new episode every Wednesday, so search for us wherever you listen to your podcast to find out what all the fuss is about. And if you do love your neighbours, you might as well listen to the people that hate theirs. Yeah, why not? (laughs) As you know by now, every episode of this castle-themed series, I'll be joined by another member of the ever-growing Team Jordan. Today we welcome a presenter who, if he was still on Radio 1, I'd be sure to keep it locked and keep it loaded. Let's welcome the very first King of the Jungle. Greetings, Pop Pickers, and greetings, Tony Blackburn. Hello. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, are you watching I'm a Celebrity this year? Yes, I am. I've watched it every year since I uh, took part in it on the first year. You know, So mm. I watch it every single... I, I love this one. I love this one very much. How do you think you'd cope in Wales in this castle rather than the jungle? I think the I think in Wales it's more difficult to be honest with you than uh, Australia because uh, in Australia at least you have the fairly warm weather. Uh, you've also got a lovely um, trip out there as well. <laughs> Whereas now, yeah. I mean, I noticed last night it was raining. It's pretty cold, and the toiletry facilities are appalling. Absolutely appalling. I mean, um, at least in Australia, you were able to bathe in a nice pool or something like that or a river. 
Whereas, uh, I mean, it is very basic what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, it's and, and it's fascinating to see what changes that they are making uh, with with this year. Now, you obviously at Radio One uh, alumnus, um, Jordan yep. is a current Radio One presenter. What were your first impressions of him? Well, um, the first impression was that he was petrified at everything. <laughs> he, he was he was violently sick. Uh, that wasn't the best thing they could have shown. But he came over as a very nice guy. You know, that was the uh, impression I got. And as it's gone further and further on, I think he's uh, come across really well. And hes I think this experience will do him a lot of good. It will um, sort of make him not so frightened of everything. I gather he's frightened in a lift and things like that. Well, the stuff that he's doing, I mean, it is frightening. It's a very, very frightening thing that he's doing. And I think he's coming out of it very well. Um, now, obviously, you're, you were in the very first ever series of I'm a Celebrity. How, and you, for you, it really was the unknown because we hadn't seen that programme yeah. before. So how, how was that? How did you find well, it? Well, I, I enjoyed it very much. I mean, we were there for two weeks. The trials that we did weren't quite as, uh, as bad as the ones they're doing now. And in fact, when I went in there, I didn't realise we were going to have to do trials. I thought, I don't remember anybody telling me about that. And I remember Tara Tomkinson coming back after the first trial. She said, Good Lord, they dropped a load of things all over me. And we were absolutely appalled. I said, it must have been a mistake. (laughs) I thought I was just going to sit around a fire for about two weeks talking a load of rubbish. But it didn't turn out (laughs) that way. But uh, but doing the first one was was quite interesting because we didn't know how it was done. We didn't know where Anton Deck came from every morning. We didn't realise how it was being done. So I loved it, and it changed me very much indeed as a person. It made me much more tolerant to people. And um, I've, I've, I don't know, it changed me quite a lot since, and I think it will with Jordan as well. I think he might go back to Ready One and get in the lift and not <laughs> freak out about it. <laughs> Mind you, he'll be looking for quite some time for snakes in there. You know, I think probably the head of Ready One's put a few snakes and bugs in. Yes, well, I, I do actually now. I haven't told Ben this. His uh, his flatmate texts me to say that he's uh, ordered some fake snakes from uh, from Argos. I think <laughs> he's going to stick in his stick in his bed, which is just just so lovely. <laughs> How has the program evolved over time? What what sort of trials did you have to do? Because I I think I watched your series. That was the only series I watched up until this series. I think they were a lot more, dare I say, basic. I mean that in a nice way. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. Um, they were not so. I mean, we walked into camp. We didn't have to um, skydive or anything like that. Uh, we walked uh, for about a half an hour. They were walking us in a circle, more or less, really. What mm-hmm. they've done now is they've made it much more, I mean, you know, all the rats and burying people under the ground. I think it's horrible. So I like it when we just see, um, you know, uh, Jordan talking to Shane Ritchie and having a joke around. That, to me, is much more entertaining. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think seeing the dynamic uh, emerge, and I... Although your camp, from from what I can remember, sort of you started off relatively friendly as a camp. I mean, not not you personally, but then the tension started to appear. Ours was the most um, argumentative one of all all the series, I think. In fact, oh, wow. um, it's very kind of you to say we all got on, but we didn't actually get on even before we went in there. Uh, oh, we right. met up, and that's <laughs> the, the argument started before we'd even got into the jungle. Oh, you know, no. they were all at one another's throats. I. Sort of, I don't know why, I'm not normally like that, but I sort of became, uh, probably because I was the oldest one there, I became like the Henry Hissinger of the jungle, you know, <laughs> sorting, sorting everything out. And you, you sorted somebody out, and then an argument broke out somewhere else. It was absolute murder. And I remember at one stage, I, I just got up, and they were all arguing and shouting. 
and I, they didn't show it, I don't think, on the, the final show. I said, for God's sake, you're like a load of children. Stop arguing. Otherwise, I'm going to go get out of here. Um, you were the you were the first winner, and you still are the only radio DJ winner. What does Jordan need to to carry on doing, or or maybe completely re- rethink his strategy to become the latest winner and second radio DJ winner? I think just to be honest with you, being himself, I think he's coming across very very well indeed. He comes across as very likable. I mean, when he went in, he was terrified of everything. I think he still is terrified of everything, but nevertheless, he's yeah he really has done very well. I mean those things that he was doing, being buried under the ground with all those critters and things, it is absolutely, it must be horrible. I've actually never had to do that. I mean, I've been bitten by a couple of snakes out there, but that was about it. But what he's doing there is, I don't think people realise, well, I think people do realise how tough it is. And for somebody who really is scared, and he, he basically is quite scared of everything, I think he's done remarkably well. And he comes across as a very likeable person as well. So I don't think he has to do anything else. I think it's when you try too hard, that's a mistake because you can't keep that going for 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, what, what was your hardest moment when you were in the jungle? Um, I think the hardest moment, the, the most tragic moment for me was when I, I collected all these logs. I, I became known as the log man. I was collecting hundreds of logs. And in fact, they told me afterwards I collected uh, enough logs to last for four weeks. And they had to actually, when I got uh, towards the end of the program, they took us all out <laughs> of the camp. And they actually took all the logs that I collected away. And I came back and it absolutely broke my heart. Oh. Uh, all that effort I put into it. <laughs> so I had to start all over again. And the tragic thing was that what they do, they, um, the only thing that they do do, they give you the logs because you're not allowed to cut the trees down, obviously, in the, in the jungle. So they threw the logs at the side of the river. So I went down by the side of the lake and saw all these logs that they had actually thrown down back again and the sad thing was i recognized two of them and there was one particularly attractive one that i didn't know that the cameras were on me and i started talking to it i said, <laughs> I said you're a very lovely log you are i'm going to take you back don't worry i'm not going to burn you <laughs> you smoothie yes yes would you have said yes to doing the program if it were in wales yes oh at least i would have done yeah yeah because um it's something different. And I think it's actually, to be honest with you, it's one of the most enjoyable ones. Mm. I always thought that moving it, because they've done 19 in Australia, and to me it was beginning to look a little bit samey, the same thing. It looked lovely and everything. Ants and Deck, I mean, as long as they're there, they're great. I think they're wonderful, Ants and Deck. They make the program. But going to Wales, I think it's a good idea. And I think possibly it might encourage them to go to different places from now on. Mm. I mean, from their point of view, this has been a, a cheaper one for them because they haven't got the airfares and, and and the massive bill that they must have in the hotel. I don't know where they're staying in North Wales, but um, it must be cheaper for them. And I think mm. it makes for a better program. And it's doing terribly well. It in is. The race. I mean, it's doing very, very well. Yeah. I, I, I think they could alternate maybe between jungle and castle, or you could even throw in a yeah. desert. Well, a desert would be interesting, yes. I mean, uh, it's nothing like an attractive camel wandering around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, I, I, think it will, I think it will possibly mean that they won't always go back to Australia. And uh, I think the castle looks absolutely... I know it hasn't got a roof, roof on, but it looks <laughs> lovely. I mean, the, the actual setting itself is terrific. It looks like a film set. 
yeah, it, I mean, it does look it does look beautiful. They've done they've done a great job. Um, going back to the, the campmates this this year, is there anyone that's that's annoying you or maybe disappointing you so far? I'm not that interested in the sporting people too much, to be honest with you. Um, Mo Farah and uh, Holly Arnold, you know, Paralympian. Yep. You see, I I don't think sometimes I think when these sports people go in there, we had Nigel Ben in there. They think it's a physical game, mm. but it isn't. It's a mental game. It's a, it's them against the producers you know as soon as everybody starts settling down be nice and right the producer puts a spoke in there and um, i mean what the producers are hoping is that they'll all start arguing that's the honest uh, truth of it because it makes for good good television having said that it's also nice to see people getting on so there's nobody actually irritating me at the moment i think they're all coming across very well i think ruthie henshaw she's just come in she was great russell watson had a bit of a tough time banging his head and chipping his tooth. Yeah. Beverly Callard, I'm a great Coronation Street fan, so she's coming across very well. And of course, she's doing what I suggested Noel Edmonds should have done. I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. She's a vegan. And I, Noel Edmonds, when he went in, he said to me, have you got any advice? I said, yes, tell them you're a vegetarian. Mm. Then you don't have to eat all that horrible stuff. Yes. And he said, oh, it's too late now. I'm, I'm on the way to Australia. <laughs> and she's come across very, very well. And, yes, uh, we like know, her. Yeah, I like it very nice as well, yeah. Still two weeks to go, but who is your early prediction for king or queen of the castle? Well, I mean, I'm going for Jordan because, um, you know, he's a jock. Uh, he's a disc jockey. <laughs> and, uh, disc jockeys, as we all know, are uh, wonderful, wonderful variety of people. They, they're probably the finest people roaming the planet. Oh, yes. If not, uh, Jordan, I would go for possibly Shane Ritchie, who's a lot of fun, and... The Beverly Callard. Um, he obviously can't hear us, but let's pretend he can. Can you share a good luck message for Jordan? Yeah, of course I will. I mean, uh, Jordan, you're doing terribly, terribly well. Um, just keep it up. Uh, I think you're marvellous that you've overcome all your fears, it seems at the moment. You're getting on well with people and um, you're well on the way to that crown and king of the castle. And you can always say, I was king of the jungle, but you're king at the castle. That's terrific. Good luck. Tony, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure. Now, for our Help I Sexed My Boss, as I'm a celebrity Get Me Out of Here special tomorrow, we're taking the Jordan North and Beverly Callard love-in from our screens and bringing it to this very podcast. Beverly's daughter and tweeter-in-chief Danielle will be here to tell us what she thinks of her mum and Jordan's new friendship. In the meantime, please keep using the hashtag GetBehindJordan and make sure you follow at SexAtMyBoss because we'll be retweeting all of your support. Ben, please summon up enough energy to say those immortal words. Bye, guys. Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company because the thing is i realize the reason i love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people hello i'm young blood joe brand i'm paloma faith jay blades elizabeth day zara larson casper lee and i'm great company great company great company great company apparently it's great company with me jamie lang out now Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and 
get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexandmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexandmyboss.com slash cinema.